I am unashamed. What about you? So uh, last night, I'm sure y'all didn't watch the whole game because it was late, but the Nash Championship was last night. Of course, uh, Dr. Dean, who we're talking about, he's a huge Georgia fan, so he was at my house, which I, because my rule is no Alabama fans can he come was, to my house. He was happy, happy. He went duck hunting with us this morning. Oh, yeah. He was, he was in a good mood. I was into it, though, Jay. It was like, it's funny, by the end of the game, I was like, well, I was watching LSU Alabama because I'm jumping around. They had the fourth quarter, Dad, like, you know, Alabama, Georgia's dominated them for three quarters, the last three or four games they played. Yep. And then Alabama just shoots by them in the fourth quarter. Last night was the exact opposite. Alabama was pretty much in control most of the game, you know, but it was close. And then the you know, fourth quarter. You know what's crazy is I watched the second half. We had some people over, had supper, and uh, hung out. It was nice. And then I watched the second half, and I couldn't even remember what happened. <laughs> I, but it was on, and I was doing some heavy drinking there. Watched, no, no drinking. I was just sleepy. I watched it. It was nine six at the high. I said, "Yep, the way this is going to work." In my opinion, I said, "They're both teams right now are playing at a high, high level." Oh yeah, and I said, especially defensively. Yeah, defensively, and I said, and 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 they 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 they're both very good. Yep. I said, "What's going to happen is the team that's in better conditioned, they're they 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 in for the long haul." Yep. I said, "When that fourth quarter hits, they're not going to be able to fly around like this. One or the other will begin to wane. Right? Ti- tiredness, just just so much talked up, and so many good plays. I said they can't keep that pace up. I said that's when you'll see who's the best right yep. there. Was that true? Because Phil ex- went to bed probably for well. Yeah, it's exactly. I, I, I what went happened. in there and went to bed. I said whoever is in condition, better condition. I said they'll win. I said, yeah, they they finally broke. I've never seen they broke two, through as two good of defenses. They they were they good. were really good. Well, they and, got the best players. You know oh I mean? yeah, that's why best I said players. college football is about. But everybody whoever, gets tired, and you know, I said whichever one that creeps on the most, they, they they'll go down. Well, and uh, Alabama would move the ball some, but when they got down inside the twenty, that's right. Whew, I mean, that Georgia defense. That's why it was three, three, yeah, three. That's what I it, said they will not win unless they start scoring touchdowns. No, and it was right there. It was, it was uh, like nineteen to eighteen or something like that. Yeah, that's was, about the last memory I had. Yeah, and then Georgia, but then Georgia had a pick six late. Long run back that sealed it. You know they they were up by eight points, but then that so that's what Alabama did to Georgia in the SEC championship. So that's kind of it was kind of fateful, you know. And the quarterback for Alabama, obviously, he's great, but he just didn't have a great throw at the end of the game. You know, he was trying to make it. I think way more pressure on him this time. I remember getting up and I knew it was over, but I just thought, hmm. I missed it. <laughs> I, I, what you were saying is, I don't care. Anymore. I don't care. Well, that, I don't, hit, that hit me at halftime. I'm kind of a Louisiana guy. If they're not in it, no. well, I've got enough. And I know we have a lot of Alabama fans, but you know, LSU and Alabama have some stuff going on. So I, I'm typically pulling against them. I did think it was funny at the end of the game um, when they the coaches met. You know, of course they got all the cameras, and there was a lot. There was a boom mic there, and they picked it up and. When Saban leaned in to Kirby Smart, he said, y'all kicked our A's in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's what he said. That was his line. I mean, he just – I mean, which I kind of like that about Saban. He just owned it. He was just like, y'all were better in the fourth quarter. That's how you win a football game. Yep. 
Well, that's, so, uh, as it turned out, I did predict the Jeff. I said, whichever one has the staying power, a physical yep. s- strength to do it. Yep. Said, because both teams are real good. Well, I watched them all year. I just looked at the pace they were playing defensively, and I said, they can't keep that I up. watched both teams all year, and I thought that Georgia was better overall. But then Alabama just game-planned them and beat them in the SEC. I was kind of surprised by that. But I think that defense took that to heart, and they played a lot better against Alabama last night. But I did think the quarterback, he's he's a gritty story. He's from Georgia. He's a a walk-on originally. And he winds up, you know, playing most of this year. And then they got a guy they got from USC on the bench, you know. So most Georgia fans weren't really – confident because this kid you know is not quite an elite level or hadn't been but I, but last night he pulled it off you know i mean they won so you, what are you can you say uh, course, every, next year, everybody I, loves a radio that's exactly right and he and they played the story up big time last night for that I and thought, i was glad for that kid he i was, thought they were both two of the best football teams i've ever seen yeah i, I think it well they have out. the best player they get they recruit that's what i mean by yeah, yeah they just have the best players yeah which is why it always tends to boil down to you know, two or three teams. Talent is uh, pretty important. <laughs> it's, a, it's a biggie. Yeah, and you know how you, you know how you know they're talented because when you watch games on Sunday and Monday, and you, you see a lot, and you watch the lineups, and they say when they tell where they're from, you keep yeah. hearing. That's why I always thought that the game would be better if you could only have players on your team from the state you were in. I'm for that rule. Yeah, one man says yeah. they get on him. He said, you know, you know, high zone. Uh, High school, you know, they got this one out of high school. Yeah. Then the next one said Alabama. You know, it's a, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, you right. wonder how it all comes together. I said, but that old guy coming out of high school. You come out of high school and they sign you. Well, I think no, when they do that, they're mad at the college right. for whatever reason. They probably they have to go to college because you can't. Yeah, go I know straight. one of the well, LSU guys. He gave his name. He said New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I heard one of them the other night say the Kingdom of God. Really? Really? Yeah. That's my new favorite I, player. I, Who I is actually, it? I can't remember his name, but Come I actually on, Googled it because I thought, was there a school? Is there a school actually <laughs> called the Kingdom of God? I have to look this up. But I looked it up and it just, you know, it was. He was just saying, I'm a believer. I That's, must yeah. say, I've never seen college football but, will, at a level like they have now. I will. But somebody s- said that, that you can, they, they, they pay, can pay you now, it's legal. Yeah, oh, yeah. They call they it the NIL. NIL, or, yeah. The yeah. They, name, image, license. They're, they're going so, to have to So it's almost NFL-like. Oh, we're there. Yeah. We're, which is only well, going to elevate the top. Remember road. when they used to play? Y'all might have been too young, but they used to get the best college team yeah. and play the, some of the pros. That's right. And uh, it was the college all How'd that work out? Well, most of the time the pros won, but a few times. Yeah. For whatever reason, they said, you know, mm-hmm. It, it's it, it, yeah. It used to be a yearly deal. Some of the Jay. college teams did win them. They did. They did. That's right. It was it was the best of college against a well, pro team. When I saw that the guy that said the kingdom of God, though his name, a few checkered incidents came up in his past, <laughs> and so which doesn't mean anything. That, I mean, it means would, it would be but that way if I. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. But I thought, well, don't don't be mad at him about that. I'm not mad. I was just saying. I thought. I think there's been a transformation here. I mean, I I like that he did that, which I couldn't believe the TV producers 
let him say that. Yeah. I mean, you think they you're supposed to say what college you're from, and they you know, some of them went the high school route. And but now but, uh, now I, we have declarations. I heard a I heard a middle school a few games back. Somebody's like some something something middle school Tennessee. So he went all the way back to middle school. I hope that took took hold and. And I'd love to see some colleges that are called the kingdom of God. That'd be good. And well, I mean, check yeah, out that credentials. But I also say, remember you know, one saying parts unknown. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> parts unknown. He said parts unknown. So I, I do think it's interesting. It made us a good lead into um, to what we're going to be talking about back in First Corinthians is the concept of unity, because the divisions are what he starts with. Now they've got some other problems that come in. But they had a problem, you know, they got distracted. They had their eyes on the wrong thing, and that created this division, you know, which we talked about last time. And I think kind of the theme verse in 1 Corinthians one ten is when he says, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you, and that well, you, you may be perfectly united. To this day, which seems this, like an impossible thought. Yeah, right. To this day, we still have... And and it's a it's not wise at all to still have white churches and black churches. We should have undone that way back as far as the kingdom of God goes. I mean, we, we it's just it's just atrocious. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. At and all. I don't know, Dad. That's interesting because some people, it's maybe not a lot. Some churches choose to just be what they are. But I, I'm kind of with you. I, I would much rather be us all together. And but but back to the ideal. Well, from one man, ideally, God made every nation of men, and why in the world right. would we have to say, "Well, well it's ideally, all white"? There church. shouldn't be white or black anything. We should just well, that's right. The human race, which is kind of the whole point. Know. Which let's take a break. So I'm super excited, Jace, because uh, Lisa is getting to speak at the National Right to Life March in Washington D.C where there will be over, or every year, there's over a million people that gather. So I thought, Amen. you know what? I've spoken to a lot of audiences. I don't know that they ever added up to a million people, and she's going to get them on one shot, which is really wow. exciting. But uh, she got the opportunity because we're connected with a group called 40 Days for Life, uh, which are a fantastic group of people. Started out with one little small place in uh, College Station, Texas. Now they're in over 1,000 cities, 65 countries. They hold peaceful vigils, uh, try to help people understand about abortion uh, and try to help women understand that it's not the way to go. And a lot of workers, uh, abortion workers, uh, have been converted because of what these guys do. They've written a book called What to Say When, The Complete New Guide to Discussing Abortion. And the purpose of the book is to help you when you're talking to your friends, you're talking to people about it. You may have some you know, people that are pro-choice, and it helps you, you know, have some ammo and some information to deal with it. What's the same when the complete new guide to discussing abortion, how to change mind, how to change minds and convert hearts in a brave new world. You can go to Amazon and check it out there, or you can go to their website, which I suggest you do, 40daysforlife.com. That's 40daysforlife.com, and get into the fray. But even people today attack that concept, right? You know, for I, I can't even remember what their logic was on it. But I, I say again, which he started in First Corinthians one, in verse two, which I do think is important, that he made a point to say all of those here in the church at Corinth, 
and everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, we're yep. all under the umbrella of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I heard you it say, says I heard you say that last time, and yeah. I was that's what I'm appreciating. Their Lord to. and ours. Yeah. That's why when you think about uh where is that? Ephesians when it says there's one Lord, one one faith, one baptism. Ephesians four. One God, Father of all, who is over all, in all. I mean, how how much clearer? But I just think with our culture, you look around and everybody's trying to figure out how we're going to be equal. And I'm like, God, he, God's already figured that out. You are yeah. together when you see the human race eating together and worshiping God together. That's when you're together. Yeah. It's that simple. Right. Yeah, exactly. Need, need more of it. What did they persecute Jesus for? They didn't like who he was eating with. Yep. That's right. Well, and it's funny because in the first century here, it's not as much race, but it's much more religious differences yeah. is what the split is about. Because yep. it was Jew and Gentile, which was interesting. So, But we, really, we, that is kind of race. I mean, it's just a race of people yeah. where you're from. But what I'm and, saying is you would have, you know, the Ethiopian eunuch was black guy. He's from mm -hmm. Ethiopia. Yeah. But he was a Jew. So he would have not wanted to be with Gentiles, but so it had nothing to do with him being black. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that, that mm -hmm. changed over time that it came, became about the color of your skin. You don't read about that in here, but it's more about your background, where you're from, yep. what, what your religion is. So it's well, a lot about, of different things to divide people. What about like in John 4, to Phil's point, because there is some biblical foundation for that. Because when the Samaritan woman was at the well, she said, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Yep. How can you ask me for a drink? And then it has in parentheses, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Right? Not even with a passing of not one sentence. And it was because of the pollution of their bloodline. The The reason, you know, Samarita, Samaria was in the north, well, they were swept away, you know, wonder 700 years look? before in these... Conquerors came in from Assyria and mixed up all the bloodlines. So therefore, the Jews looked at them as unclean, impure. They, they were half. Did Gentile. they look the same? Yeah, I mean, they were well, all. That's the just same. ridiculous. Yeah, but then Jesus went on to say, "There'll come a time," because she started talking about the place of worship, yeah. which I'm sure they had their place and yeah. other they were all not, uh, other nationalities yeah, well they, their place but he said there's a time coming when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth yeah which is what these that's my point those qualities make us come together like when he put everything under one head the lord jesus christ that's the common ground we have and when you think about the healing he provides from a spiritual perspective and the safety, getting back to that, what it means to be saved and experience salvation. All humans have those same problems, no matter where you're from, That's what right. you look like. That's right. You all, you're all in need of healing in a spiritual way, redemption, and you're all in need of safety because we can't figure out, despite science and our medical technologies, which are awesome, they cannot extend life beyond the grave. Right. And to your point, Jase, so... If you go back and study Israel's history in the Old Testament, Solomon's sons, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, that's when the kingdom split. And so that's when they went different ways. 
the the one in Judea where Jerusalem is, they had the temple. Well, the guy Jeroboam he introduced a temple up in Samaria, so now we got two temples. Well, already we got a major problem, right? But if it's all about the temple, that's the issue. So all these kings come along through the years. And they keep bringing in false gods, and they start bowing down to the Asherah poles and this oh, and that yeah. and the other. And, and so it just, that's what polluted them to the people in the South. To your point, Jays, Jesus says, you'll worship neither on this mountain nor Jerusalem. In other words, temples aren't going to matter at, when I leave here. Places are not going to matter. You'll be the temple. You'll be the temple, which is yeah. going to be the point of our whole first three chapters. And what yeah. you look like doesn't matter. Right. That's why he said spirit and truth. I mean, you can carry that down into humanity. Doesn't matter the the or what they do for a living or what they look like or where they're from or where they're at or what none of that matters. Right. And and I think, Jess, you said that when I read that verse, it, it seems impossible. And with human beings it would be, but in Jesus is where we find perfection. Well, right. You but know? I was well, you know where I was going with that. Because right. a lot of religions, they read this verse, first Corinthians one ten, and they say, Look, we have to come up and agree on every issue from right. the front of this Bible to the end. <laughs> That's, right. That's what it, it says. And every single person. Brothers, in the name of the Lord, you all agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Because if you're not looking at this under the umbrella of Jesus, which he mentions him as Lord six times here in the first chapter. Yep. I mean, that was the umbrella. Because look, I'd have trouble doing this with myself. Got me too. <laughs> you know, not <laughs> Someone, even mentioning my wife. If I could just over the course of my life of teaching and preaching, I mean, I, yeah. my early life, I, I I wouldn't agree with a lot of you what I said. You maybe see me man. riding down the boat, you know, in the river, just riding. Riding a boat, but in my mind, I'm saying I don't agree with that. That's why yeah, I do. That's why <laughs> you're wrong. You can't cancel them. That's right. You can't cancel each yeah. other. Don't do it. Well, a good point is that that, and you talk about this some in the book. Because when you were 20, you said one thing, Al, and you know you thought it was the right thing, and yeah. you stood on it. At, at 45, you're like, uh, no, yeah. I'm somebody's. Well, if somebody jumped in there at about the time when you were 20, they said, look what you said when you were 20, and we're going to hold you to that the rest of your days on the earth. That's right. You said, man, you got to give it some time here to, for these scriptures to come alive and open up a little bit. Well, isn't there something <laughs> called growth? I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, you know? I'll give you an illustration. Because in a way, a duck blind, it, let's just say a duck blind was the, because that's a place where duck hunters gather. Yep. All right, well, a church building is, is a place where Christians gather. Mm -hmm. But now sitting in either one doesn't necessarily mean that you're a Christian or a duck hunter. Because we've true. had guests there. We were talking this morning about I we, we auctioned off a duck hunt. We used to do that all the time, but I quit doing it after this because we auctioned off a duck hunt to a guy who spent a lot of money, gave it to a great cause. But when he got out there, he had two sons. And I said, have you ever shot a shotgun? And they went, nope. Uh-oh. And I said, you get one shell, <laughs> and I will be behind you and your dad. Make it count. But then the dad said, no, I think it'll be all right. Let's give them three. And I was looked at him like, no. <laughs> and so I said, no, they get one. Because the goal of this hunt is to leave here alive. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I'm saying is, I mean, I think he should have 
gone along with that, and it was very frustrating. But they weren't duck hunters, and so. But my point is to continue this illustration. So in the in the duck blind, someone, the hard part is someone has to make the call. Yep. And I'm I'm going to compare this to Christianity because he started off saying God calls us, and then we call on the name of the Lord. I mean we're we're calling ducks, mm-hmm. so we have some similarities here. But and someone is making the call on when we shoot. Because that's when the experience happens. If nobody makes the call, we would basically just sit there and do nothing. You're a watch bir- them fly. You're, you're a bird watcher. We'd be a bird watcher. <laughs> Somebody says, get them. Cut them. And it, boom, boom. Well, here's, here's my point. Divisions and arguments occur because unlike God, God's call is, his timing is always right. But in a duck blind situation, whoever that guy is calling, the mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, we we we've said many times bad call arguments ensue. <laughs> but here's what I've noticed: the number one thing is the number one thought is if it would have been me, I would have done this. I know better than you because now we have a jockeying for position, which leads me back to the Christian side of it is. And you're dealing I, with ducks in milliseconds. Oh, it happens fast. Here they are. They're coming in. At, <laughs> 45 miles an hour, 50 <laughs> coming towards you. You wait too late. They go past you. Yeah. You go too early. Depending on wait. the wind, they, they, they turn it. their wings to the oh, wind. They're gone. The man making that call, everybody's right there. Well, they're ready to go. <laughs> That's right. but but Phil, man, how many knockdown dragout arguments have we had over stuff like that? So many I'm, you can't count. <laughs> you can't count. And divisions happen. Coups start. And- Hang on. Let's take a break. So one of the things that happens as duck season goes on is everybody gets a little bit grumpier just because of less sleep, I guess. And then also everybody gets a little more sore, at least I do, as I've gotten older because you're in positions that you wouldn't normally be. And, you know, a lot of times you're wading and using muscles you don't normally use. One of the products that we use uh, to help us in our joints and our bodies is Omega XL. Uh, great science they basically keep your joints healthy, and they also deal with inflammation, which is the key thing to causing uh, these aches and pains as you get older. So take Omega XL helps rejuvenate your joints and your muscles so that you feel a little bit more like when you were younger. Dad and I love it. OmegaXL.com slash fill. You're going to buy a bottle, and then you're going to get a second bottle for free. That's going to be enough to get you through a couple of months because that's when you really notice the change, or for me I did is when I really began to feel, and no more ibuprofen, none of that stuff for me. OmegaXL.com slash fill, or you can call them 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. But, but I, Jace, so, I've never said, well, because of the way this hunt went, I follow Jace. Yeah. <laughs> and. And so well, that says I follow Phil. I mean, we we've I bet you but other hunters have gotten that far where Maybe they so. literally separate from each other and we've had to take a break from each other. Oh yeah. There's a reason about every four or five days I say, Y'all go over here because I'm going over there. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I gotta have a break from this. You know? And so and then people say, Well, I'm going with you. All right, I'm going with you. And my only point is what causes divisions, you know, at a local church in a setting like this where he's addressing, obviously 
God is different because he always makes the right call. I yeah. mean, if you trust in him, he's going to lead us. He, he's got everything right. Because I mean, your point that, is you can't be perfect, whether it's duck hunting. Humans or, can't be perfect. Like and so, look, that's when right. you start following somebody else like some of them were doing because they were baptizing, so obviously a couple things have happened. You've gotten off what God called you and how he called you, you know, through the gospel of Jesus, which First Corinthians 15, he's going to remind. Let me remind you of the gospel. I mean, this is about Jesus as your Lord and you experiencing that, not just a mental, because uh, a lot of people that you say, how does this happen? And they even had some here who were saying, yeah, that's body, bodily resurrection. No. Yeah. So exactly. the apostle Paul dealt with that in 1 Corinthians 15. He well, said, if it's preached that Christ was raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? And, you know, there's another interesting point here, Dad, that I hadn't thought about till this discussion, is that I thought it was strange he said Cephas, meaning Peter. I thought, well, Peter, as far as we know, he never even went to Corinth. How could he have people following him? But then it, then it hit me. It was because he was the first guy. He was the Jewish guy. He was the one that stood up for the first. So there were people, I guess, at that synagogue, they were like, we only follow Peter because he was yeah. the main guy, not yeah. you, Paul. You well, know. what they were but, saying is he's one of us. Exactly. And, Which probably led to the dispute that Paul and Peter they had even, uh, They didn't even factor in his conversion. Right. From Jewish guys who said, who? I mean, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and Jesus said, I'm going to die, be buried, and raised. And then he said, no, no. Which, so happen. some of these divisions go in for a lot of different reasons is the, is the point. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, because he starts off like you're missing. Not only was it they were following the people who were baptizing them, they were missing the whole point of why they were being baptized. I think the emphasis yeah. in First and Second Corinthians is human beings being what they are to be brought under one head, and it says it over and over and over, and all the Colossians and all of them agree with one another. Be, be, be in your, in your, in, don't, when your grievances and you disagree, learn to love one another and just let everything going to be all right, but, but operate as one. But That'd in the Jesus, but in the, right. you know, in the chapter, that's why he said it's not from human wisdom. But it's the power of the cross of Christ. And then he just goes on to what we kind of touched on briefly, but he, he had the two groups of people that was in contrast here. In 22, it says, Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, which is back to what I said about that calling and how he's calling humanity through Jesus. There's yep. your power and there's your wisdom on how to operate. He, never, I, he never makes a mistake on the call. Exactly. Ever. That's why he said the foolishness of God, which I don't think there is any. I mean, that was kind of his point, is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of of God is stronger than man's strength. I mean, he was basically just saying, he's using hyperbole. A, yeah. yeah, there's a chasm here that's never going to be filled if in. If God had <laughs> foolishness, it would still be better than the best thing you could come up with. If he had weakness, it would still be stronger than anything you could do. Yeah, it's exactly. his point. Yeah. So, so the way I look at it, Jace, is the, you know, Paul's style of writing. Remember, we studied the book of Romans. Um, you know, Paul likes to make his case early in a letter. This, yep. this is the big issue. Here's, and, he's, yep. and, he may, so that's what he's doing here. The first three chapters, 
I call it the case for unity because what he's saying is, I got some tough things we got to deal with in the rest of this letter, but if we're not unified and you're not willing to listen to what Jesus has to say, then we're not going to get anywhere. That's right. And so I think that's why he's making his case. And Jace, to your point, you mentioned about the two things. I broke it down the first from 18 uh, to uh, to the end of chapter one. He talks about the first kind of energy source of what Jesus is doing is in the cross, the message of the cross. You know, that was his first thing. He's like, you got to get this down because that's salvation. And and the way he were, I received for what I I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Christ and him crucified. Right. He said, I didn't go out here in the left field, this and that and other and that. No doctrinal positions. No, right. Just Christ, him crucified. And he makes the point that, that mankind has no answer for this. There's nothing you can come up with in intellectual world that, that can all. rival what Jesus did on the cross. It is his us. point. I mean, that's the starting of it. If you're not saved from your sin, then it doesn't matter how small you are. It doesn't matter about anything else because you're dead in your sin. That's sins. why I keep going back to that. He keeps mentioning that over and over that Jesus is Lord because you think, well, how does that happen? There has to be a decision here. You calling on the name of the Lord Jesus to be your Lord. And I think, you know, the the simplicity of that, I would like to revisit. I mean, a lot of times altar calls get so long. Not that I'm, you know, picking on it. Yeah. But it's like all you're, you're wanting is that, you remember when Saul, he was just like, Lord, I mean, who are you, Lord? I mean, it, it if, when you realize what God is calling you to do and why through Jesus and that power. There's a response that you're surrendering and you're crying out, Lord, save me. I'm, I'm humbling myself. I'm, and so that's why when the baptism thing came up, which there's a lot of uh, arguing about what that is. And some people don't think it's important or necessary because they say, well, that's you doing something in, instead of God, which I completely disagree with that, because I think it is you surrendering to God's power and, and call. By re, you know, and that's why Romans 6 has that reenactment of what's transpiring. But it's the opposite of you trying to, to do something to heal your sins or to extend your life through eternity, you're surrendering to that and humbling yourself. And therefore you're not so pompous and prideful yep. at the church over, cause we'll get to it later, but you know, God gives you gifts that you didn't earn. He just gave them to you. And all of a sudden, which I'm not knocking them because it would be difficult for any human to have some power that God gave you. And you not feel like, Oh, well, I must be special. I'm better than you, which is where we started with this whole conversation. Because later on, because of the gifts that were given, some of the members rose up and thought they were better than the people they were sitting beside because why would God give me this gift? Exactly. And that's why he starts out with the idea about being distracted. Let's take another break. Jace, to prove your point, look at chapter 2, verse 1. When I came to you, Paul talking about himself, 
I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. What testimony is he talking about? He's talking about on the road to Damascus, what yeah. you just described. Mm-hmm. But just interesting that Paul said that about himself. He says in other letters, when he gives his pedigree, I'd say, you know, there's a lot, there's some pretty good eloquence there. There's some pretty good brain power oh, when you yeah. read the. So he's humbly saying it doesn't matter whether you have those things. That's not how I came to you. I came to you in humility as a guy who fell down on the road blind and mm-hmm. said, Lord, who are you? And so See, I, I wish we did that more and like, okay, you like you preach, this would be a good idea for you. I'll see. They can't fire you because you're doing it for free. Exactly right. So you shared <laughs> Jesus powerfully, you know, the scheme of redemption through Jesus, the cross, you remind them of the gospel. And then you just say, come call on the name of the Lord. You do it. In, instead of like, you know, saying the prayer for them or yeah. it. Right. And just. I mean, to me, I just wish, you know, look at your life and you come down there and hit a knee and call on the name of the Lord. You just I, see I my, did you me. watch my sermon Sunday last I Sunday? Did not. You need to go back. Oh, did it you happened. Do this? I yeah. did it last week. In fact, I read Romans 10 because the idea was, as I said, look, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people watching. Wasn't that weird that we had the same thought? Same thought. And I said the exact same thing. I said, today is the day you need to make the call. I mean, if you hadn't mm-hmm. done it, there's according to what I read in Romans and what I read here, you, you, you can't get rid of your shame. You can't get rid of any of the stuff. So this is exactly what I said. Dude. And they didn't fire me. Yeah. Well, I, I was more just thinking <laughs> if you like let them do it like at the altar, yeah. you know, just, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, way, right. Whatever way people, because most of the time, you know, the pastors kind of, they're the buffer, which I realize why you do that. Well, and I, yeah, I had a great conversation with our guy we talked about yesterday. The yeah, guy. I like that guy yesterday uh, because we walked down. It's mid-July. I mean, mid-July. This is mid-January. Uh, January. So even in mid-January, the Washtar River gets pretty cold. But Al walked this dude down to the to the river, and I oh, noticed. Oh, he was baptized he, in the river? In yeah. the river. Wow. And, and Al baptized him in the <laughs> and river. And I tried to take him. And he the- came out of the water. I mean, he was. He let out a yell. He, he let out a yell. I'm like, and I wondered if it's because that water was really yeah, cold. You thought he's either has the spirit or he's really cold. <laughs> no, right. I, and I never, I never, I said, no, this guy is all in. He was excited. Yeah. There's no doubt. It, I loved it. It was great. But to your point, Jace, I agree because here's this guy told us a story about when he was in California. He wanted to be baptized there. He's, you know, but he just happened to be coming cross country, and that's how I met him. But he said, you know, so he goes to church, and they're like, okay, that's great. And uh, so we got a class starting, and at the it's going to be six months long, and then we'll assess at the end of the six months and see where you are from the class. And he said, he told me yesterday, he's like, you know, that just didn't sit well with me. <laughs> and I said, well, I understand why, because that's not, I don't see anything about the, the uh, not that I'm against, you know, get to know me classes, but I mean, the man made a proclamation. He called the name of the Lord. Yeah. And he was like, part of that from listening to us, it was, I, I'm ready to take the plunge and make this thing official. I mean, what about Acts 2? That's mean, what I'm Peter, saying. Peter got up. It wasn't a very long sermon. No. He introduced Jesus. Short sermon. Yeah. He, I mean, it, I bet if you read Acts chapter 2, what is it, 14 through 
38 was the sermon. Yeah. yeah. How long would it take you to read that? Three minutes? Oh, not long. Two or three minutes. Three minute sermon and 3,000 said. What do we do? Let's call on the name of the Lord, <laughs> right. and we're going to do it right now. And during right that, he warned them, and he pleaded with them. Yeah. So part of the part of the sermon was warning them of the coming wrath. So I think if people started coming. You know how the preacher, you know, they'll start coming, and then he sees it, and he'll get back up there, which always makes me nervous because I thought, you already preached this once. Now, where are we going? <laughs> but then he's like, give a few warnings yeah. and a few pleads but i think to your point i think and look i i was a part of the structure for a long time and now that i'm not one of the things i've noticed looking back is that we're too worried about the numbers of people that make the proclamation the Mm -hmm. how do we get them in the right you know group settings or sunday school programs and we make it so structured that we bring this temple mentality back. Yeah, I agree. And instead of just saying, look, let's just do what he said. I didn't even, Paul said, I'm glad I don't even baptize people. Other people are doing that because I don't want you saying you're a follower of me. I'm just here to proclaim what Jesus did. You have and to have you decide. faith, and faith comes from hearing the message. Correct. The message is not long and drawn out like Jesus is talking about. Right. It's a short message. But Phil, there's been several times. Now, not lately, but even in the wintertime, we've had some decoy baptism. Oh, you know, yeah. guys baptized in the decoy while we're hunting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I am. I'm not getting back in the boat. <laughs> I'm here. I mean, which is awesome. I mean, I thought, I mean, we got heaters, but, I mean, it's going to be rough. And they're like, you, you can tell, though, when someone's convicted, yeah. they don't care about that. Well, that's what I told uh, Taylor yesterday. I was like, now we can go. I said, we got a nice warm baptistry at the church there. I, told, I called ahead. They turned the heater on in the changing room. And you don't have to be uncomfortable. He said, oh, I need to be uncomfortable. You know, I, I, I haven't lived for Christ, but now I am. I'll, I'll go right there. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, I told you all <laughs> I said, before. He said he was worried about me. I said, I'll have waiters on. I, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I told you all before. Hang on. Let's take a break. told you this story before, I think, that, you know, I baptized a girl who had a phobia of being underwater. And did I tell you all that before? Her. I'm not sure. Uh, she was convicted, and we, we shared Jesus, and she's like, I want to be baptized, but I have a problem. And I said, there's nothing <laughs> you can have that's going to be a problem with that. and Because I thought she don't have change of clothes. Mm. We don't. She's like, I'm terrified of being underwater. And I thought, yeah, that could be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But but then she said, but this is the only thing that I, because she had been through counseling. She had tried. She said, this is the only thing that I'm going to do it. I'm I'm doing this. So that I can get over my fear of being underwater. She said, if you'll make a deal with me. And I said, what? Let me hear the deal first. She said, no matter what happens, you push me under there. I said, I'll do that What deal. she was saying was, is there will be pushback. And I will admit, she fought it all the way. Hey. And it became a, a literal struggle. But I'll tell you this, when she came up, she was not panicky. She yeah. was like, she was calm. Thank you. She, she didn't say thank you, Jay. She said, thank you, Lord. 
Yeah. I mean, it was really a powerful moment. I've never I heard that pe- story. People are quirky. Yeah. And, well, I look back because we had a small group of people, and they were just like <laughs> eyes wide open because, I mean, it looked like I was assaulting her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we're going. I've seen, I've seen them go down <laughs> in the water, and for whatever reason, fear, they begin to struggle and kick and whatever. Yeah. And I've seen them go down in perfect health, uh, <laughs> physical health, come out with a knot on the side of their head. Yeah. I've seen a couple of just glance off the. <laughs> side they, of they're the, like a fish. You're trying to hold yeah. on to the fish, but it gets away from you. Yeah. There, oh, there was a there was and a, also I, I saw the little guy he 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 weighed in at about <laughs> one twenty, and there was a guy he had his hand, and this guy was about four fifty. And I, somebody who was with me there, I said, "Well, that's a John the Baptist moment when he said I shouldn't be baptizing you." I'd have said, "Correct. <laughs> Let's find a bigger man." I'd have got I mean, somebody out of the bullpen. The man on went that down in the baptismal pool with the little guy, but then there was. You didn't see him again, and they was knocking and bumping. And, and then the little guy went down. Floundering. The little guy goes down, and then they both come up. That's how. Yeah. yeah. I've been a part of those. I was on your boat dock one day. Somebody. Which, by and, the way, they, that uh, thing is treacherous. Well, it's, it is. it's so slick with the mud. And I was baptizing a guy who just got panicky. And, uh, you know, he just grabbed a hold of me. And I thought, well. I'm going to be baptized again because there was no leverage. Yeah. And I, I just went up under, filled oh, the waiters yeah. up. It was, a, it was a little. Like, you know, it's amazing. Out of all things, you never hear of the word. The word baptism is not from from Genesis to through Malachi. It's never mentioned. And <laughs> only only that. when you get to the Gospels. Do you actually yeah. hear the word the first time? It, it's attributed to John the Baptist, right. but it's pretty amazing that not not a word is said. Although, it's, but a lot is said from Matthew through the rest of the Bible. Although it's interesting, and we'll get there in First Corinthians ten, where Paul uses the illustration talking about baptism. Looking back, he said, "You know, whenever that cloud was over the top of you and water was on both sides when you yeah, crossed the Red yeah. Sea, he said, in a sense, that's what was happening for Israel, yep. which was salvation. Which I thought was interesting that he used that old scene yep. as an illustration. Hmm. Jace, we had a there was old John McCord when he was there. He was a youth guy. And there was this young black kid that was getting baptized, and he was mortified of the water. But his grandma." This is one of those where I, when I was watching, I thought, hmm, I'm not sure who's really making the call here, if it's the kid or the grandma. Because mm. she was back there in the back saying, this is what we're going to do. But this kid was mortified of the water. And so for some reason, they get in the water. Now, I had, you know, McCord, I don't know if he, how many people he had baptized for. He's young. I'm just standing there holding the towel, watching it all unfold. Well, he tried to bring this kid forward. I'd never seen a forward. I mean, it would work either way, I guess. Instead of just, you know, he wasn't that big, so it would have been better if you just took him down. But he was afraid of the water. He didn't want to go down. So every time he'd get him, his face would hit the water. The kid would start yelping. He was like, but it was the water was gurgling. <laughs> and then he'd come back up. And then so, you know, then he grabs him and he goes, and he comes back up. So it was about three times. <laughs> 
I'm still, and by now, like I can hear people laughing in the audience and the grandma's up there saying, you better get in that water boy. She's <laughs> on his case. And I said, John, you may want to take him down the other way. And then I felt bad about those. Things. I thought, well, yeah. I'm you're, not even you're looking sure. at this guy's going to be on a counseling chair. Oh, I thought this is the most traumatic incident. This guy's going to probably hate the well, church. I went to go get baptized and I just, <laughs> I've, I've, it's been a blur since then. <laughs> it was just so after it was over, the kid went out. The grandma, she's on his case, and so I found him later. I said, "Look, let, let's let's just talk about this for a minute because I feel bad about this." The well, way the this last went down. thing you should should fear is what Jesus said: "Go make disciples and baptize them." The last thing you should fear is is your body being pushed down in the water and being brought up. I mean, maybe it's maybe that's what this is about. You shouldn't have fear. Well, I think that's why. If you, if you understood what's going down here, I think that's why you're dying to sin. God chose this symbol anyway, because that's what it is. I mean, yep. it's why would He choose this? But I, because that's it's amazing, I it's an ultimate. It's the ultimate submission. I mean, you're standing there, really somebody is. else grabs you, and you have no control. Well, water's dangerous. And water's dangerous. People yeah. are afraid of it for good yeah. reason. You drown. Maybe that's... that's I, I've always thought it was very simple. It's so submissive. Well, you have to trust. Right. Because you are allowing someone... I mean, like, if someone tried to dump me under the water oh, when I was under the yeah. age of 15, if that you're was in, a fight. If you're in a pool, that's a fight. I'm like, they call it a chicken fight. Me. That is right. And uh, I don't want to do this right now. I but, think you're right, Al. There's something about the submission. I think the simplicity of the submissive act was the whole thing. And then Jesus knocks it out of the park when he shows up and says, you baptize me. And John looks at him and is like, you should be baptizing me. Why, yeah. why should I baptize you? But he, his idea was because I'm submitting myself to humanity. He wasn't baptized to remove sin. No. But so, it's, just as, it's just as shallow for these guys to be following different baptizers that's why his point was exactly. Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Because when he gets to 1 Corinthians 15 and gets into the gospel in detail, I mean, he starts talking about the power of the cross right, right here. Right. When you start connecting what's going on to the supernatural Ooh. God, <laughs> that you can participate in the blood of Jesus that ran down a cross and come back spiritually from the dead because he was raised from the dead. I mean, that's why I said that has to be an experience that your heart is pricked and you cry out and it's like, yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm in. That's right. So let me read these last couple of verses as we close, and this will set us up for the next podcast. It, remember he said, I came to proclaim. You know, I didn't come with eloquent superior wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the power of that message. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling, which I find fascinating. Paul's one of the most, I mean, courageous people that's ever walked the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom but on God's power. So yep. next time we'll talk about the second half of this. The first half is salvation. But then he's going to come back and talk about transformation because that's what the Holy Spirit does. And so it's kind of a one-two punch that he's telling them. Yep. You know, this is how you get to unity. And so. he keeps saying, don't trust in men. I mean, that's right. It, it, there's a contrast here. That's right. That's why he said in the last verse of chapter 1, Christ, who has become for us wisdom from God, 
That is our righteousness, our holiness, our redemption. That's right. I mean, you you, you quit focusing on him, it's not going to work for you. No, no and, matter what you're involved it, in. It will always fail. It, yeah. if, you're, if your eyes are fixed on, this Hebrews 12, if your eyes are fixed on anything but Jesus, it's going to fail. But in there, your personal life, in your home are, life, or in your church life. Anything. There's a lot of people who were baptized, but they had no change of heart. That's right, because they were focused on the wrong reason. Yep. So what Lisa said when she was baptized, she said, I got baptized to get into the Robertson family in her mind. Yeah. It took her 15 years to realize That's, that I need to be, I, I need to submit to Christ, not yep. just trying to get into a family. But, but you can see how that happens to people. Oh, yeah. All the but wrong if you reason. go back to Acts and read Acts 18 and 19, you know, they ran up on somebody who had been baptized under John's baptism. You remember Apollos? And he, they were like, well, did you receive the Holy Spirit? It's like, we hadn't even heard there is a Holy yeah, Spirit. What, is well, that? what baptism did you receive? <laughs> I mean, they were like trying to figure all this out. And then which it was to, like, and then they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Which to the point of this is why just understanding the message, but then you gotta also understand what happens then and how yeah. then the interaction goes, which yep. we'll talk about next time. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.